Welcome back to Solving Water Asylum Podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Holloway, and I've got another great series to share with you. When you think of construction and mining, what kinds of words come to mind? Maybe diggers, dump trucks, coal are some common ones. But did you know that water plays a crucial role in the construction process? Water in these industries can either be a necessity or a nuisance. Either way, experts are needed to manage this water efficiently, effectively, and sustainably. Whether it's bypassing water to complete a construction project or dewatering an open pit mine operation, in this series, recorded live from ConExpo in Las Vegas, I interview customers, distributors, and Xylem experts about all the ways we address water for these industries. Hope you enjoyed the show as much as I enjoyed the interviews. Good afternoon. I'm here with Michael Elliott, Service Center Manager out of Nashville, Tennessee, and I think you are a first-time guest on Solving Water. I am. Well, welcome, and thank you for being here. Thank you. Talk to me a little bit about your what you do for Xylem now as a Service Center Manager, and then we'll kind of go back and talk. You can talk about kind of how your career arc has been with the company. Currently, um, I just stepped in the new role of the Service Center Manager at uh, the beginning of the year. I've got a um, branch in Nashville with 10 people under me that I'm supervising and trying to schedule daily activities for all of our customers and make sure uh, everything is met yeah. to needs. And pre prior to this role, you were? I was a salesman for Strictly Mining. Mining. Yeah. And is that pretty much the bulk of what kinds of customers you're working with out of Nashville? It's about half of our revenue in Nashville is Okay. Mines. Okay. Yeah. We were talking to Mike Ivory a little bit ago, and he was talking. He helped explain like aggregate mining and some of the differences yes. with from. I think the general public, when they think of mining, they think of underground pit mines and like gold and coal and all the the different things, and not necessarily aggregate. That was a great like level set to come into this conversation where you're work. You work in a lot of aggregate mines, or you've done Correct. a lot of work. So. Yes. Maybe you can talk a little bit about the the most common applications you deal with in, in these aggregate operations. The uh, most common one is uh, supplying water to their plants. Each majority of the plants have a um, wash screen, so they have to wash rock to get it certified to be able to use on roads. Okay. So we send uh, thousands of gallons to those, and then I guess the next basics one is just keeping their pit dewatered where they're blasting at. Cause if it's full of water, they can't blast and get to it. And then dust suppression, that's another thing too? Yeah, uh, dust suppression, keeping the dust down safely for the uh, workers and for uh, residential areas that could be close by. And then also uh, wheel washers. That way they don't track the mud and sand and stuff on the roads. It would be a good business model though, right? Because they, they use the rock to build the roads and then if they kept, you know... Exactly. <laughs> running over the roads with muddy tires, then they would have a perpetual business model there yeah <laughs> um okay so uh one of the things that i was told is that you have done a lot of work with custom barge building if you could just help our our listeners understand what the barge is why we have it what where it goes in the operations and then we'll talk a little bit about uh, some of our custom capabilities. Okay. Uh, the barges we use mainly for, in my situation, is for a uh, turbine bar or for a turbine pump. Uh, so the quarries, they all have a hoe where they try to hold water because they need that water to um, run their plant. And instead of just taking water 
you know, from uh, creeks and stuff, they try to recycle the water. But we'll uh, build a custom barge, set a turbine on it, pipe from it to their plant. It gives them the freedom and the better efficiency pump for the job. And is the barge just because you need to have the pump be in surrounded well, by water, like an island, basically? Yeah, and it helps out instead of trying to build some lavish beam to go out over the water, it's just the best application for it and the easiest for the customer as well. Okay, so the, the custom piece of it, what does that entail? Uh, well, we have to customize, obviously, the size to fit each turbine for the, the weight that they are. Another customization is uh, recently we just installed a catwalk that was 160 foot long that meets the ground and it goes all the way out to the catwalk. That way it's easier for them to service as well. A lot of customers just float them out, then you have to take a boat to service them. But these ones in particular wanted 100, about 120 foot of catwalk attached to it. That way they wouldn't have to worry about a boat. So that's interesting. So do we do anything with these? Do we have to operate these boats when we need to go out to the barge for uh, whatever yes. reason? Yep, when we uh, do services on them, if the customer calls us and asks us to do them, uh, yeah, we'll have to get in a John boat if it doesn't have a catwalk and get out there to it. Okay. And usually it takes two guys to do it just for the safe orientation in case someone gets out of the boat. Sure. And in this project that you just talked about, the catwalk, the super long one. Yes. Is that one of the cooler projects you've worked on recently or? It is. Um, we've done some with just small catwalks, but this one was unique for the amount that they wanted added to it. Any situation you've come across in... Um, that's just been really unique or interesting and you've had to be pretty creative in how to figure out uh, to almost, get done? Almost a day-to-day -day job with the quarries. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, going up high walls and stuff like that, it's all uh, pretty serious work and just trying to find the safest way to do it Yeah. and the best way for the customer. That's a, that's a good topic actually, safety. I was in a distributor meeting earlier this week and got to hear Ken talk about safety and just some of the distributors were talking about how the safety record has to be at a certain level otherwise companies won't they can't even accept a bid yep. so you know how has that changed for you over time like I'll be honest the uh, 13 years I've been with the uh, company it has changed a lot over the years uh, we used to do stuff maybe we didn't think was serious at the time but, but looking back on it Luckily, no one got hurt on some jobs. Oh, that's good. But better, you know, better um, understanding okay. for the years of service. That's good. Yeah, I'm. It, it's really interesting. I just think that people think safety is inherent. Like, oh, you're working in a mine, so of course you would be safe. Yeah. But when you're actually doing it day to day, it just becomes so... Um, Second nature. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. So... It is interesting that I think more companies are taking a look at the safety record and um, really using that as a bellwether in terms of, of who they want to do business with. So For sure. it's good to know that we're upping our game in that in that category. Oh, it is. Yep. And that uh, that 120 foot catwalk I was talking about, actually, the customer and uh, my guys on the ground, they did a stop work because there was wa uh, rocks falling from the wall. Oh my gosh. So we ended up having to find a new route on the fly to still get them to be able to crush the next day. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. So it took it took a few more hours to get the job done, but everyone was safe. Like, how do you install that? Do you just, like, do you have to, like, lift it in? Uh, yeah, most of the time the we'll use a crane okay. to drop it in. Like I said, depending on the prospect of it, use the boat and do everything else. 
We okay. got a, we got a custom boat for that. I feel like the catwalk would make more sense, but I guess if it's a pretty large pond. Yeah, way. it doesn't make sense for all of them. Some more than others. It's just an added cost that sometimes the customer doesn't think of at the time. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Okay, well, I just have one more question for you, right. Michael. And uh, this is not, it's not one that I had on your list, but it's the question that I ask every person who does a show with me at Solving Water. And it's just, what's the most important thing you've learned in the water business so far? Uh, most important, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with safety. I guess not taking fresh water for granted. For sure. Trying to conserve it better. And like I said, working working with the quarries and even cities, you know, we're trying to conserve it, reuse it as much as we can. We got it down the road. That's great. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. All right, thank you. Thank you for listening to this installment of Solving Water Asylum podcast. Also a big thank you to our guests who took the time to chat with me and share their experiences with us. Once again, I learned something new that continues to shape my view of the importance of water in the world. Please check each episode's show notes for links to additional information and my email address or find me, Amanda Holloway, on LinkedIn for questions, feedback, or to be a guest on the show. Solving Water is available everywhere you get your podcasts. Stream, download, and subscribe now.